It is 3.37 Saturday morning. I'm in the office, fired up, ready to go. But I'm not here to work. I am here to get an awesome workout in, to eat an awesome breakfast, to make this recording, apparently, and who knows what else is going to happen. But what I've found, and many of you know this about me, what I've found is that if I can get to bed early on Fridays... And that sometimes takes a little bit of work, right? If I can get to bed early on Fridays and set my alarm for about 3 a.m., which I know for some of you that puts a pit in your stomach whenever you hear that, but just stick with me here and follow me. I'm going to show you where I'm going. If I can get to bed early, 9.30 last night, try to get in bed a little bit earlier. It just didn't happen, but I'm not going to beat myself up about that. I woke up this morning, guys. I woke up. I think my alarm went off at 2.58 or something like that, which, again, for some of you, that's that seems nuts. And for, at one point, for me, it would have as well. For those of you who know me, you know that I snoozed for 14 years. I snoozed for an hour, just reaching over and hitting the, hitting the alarm and snoozing for an hour. I was really excited this morning whenever I woke up. And I wanted to share that with you. I could not wait to get up and get here and share that with you because I want to do a great workout this morning. I wanted to do this great recording. Hopefully it motivates you. I wanted to come in here and get just a lot of creative brain work done. So don't snooze in the mornings. Get up. My wife noticed at one point that when our girls would wake up in the middle of the night from a bad dream or wake up crying or whatever that they would come running into our room, you know, crying, and I was up. I was up. I was working with them. I was trying to figure out what was wrong. I was getting them back to bed, and she noticed that, hey, when you're up, you're up. You're, You're coherent. You're not a zombie. You're actually cognizant. You're working with them. You're talking with them. You're putting them in bed. Sometimes you're having to deal with going to get water or going to get other things or changing a diaper. All those things you do as a parent with small kids. And she just asked me, why can you not, when your alarm goes off, why can you not reach over, turn it off, and get up? My answer, of course, is I don't know. Or, hey, I'm I'm so asleep, I don't even know half the time that I'm hitting the alarm. So what happened was, once my wife started getting um, pregnant, for those of you that know me, we have three uh, small children. At one point, we had three girls under the age of three at my home. So things are a little bit nuts. It's a circus, and I love it. I've, I've grown to love it. I told someone in college one time, if I ever had a girl, I'd be so freaked out, I wouldn't know what to do. And now I've got three of them staring at me uh, every day. But the whole point of this is, Once my wife started uh, having kids, she started realizing that she woke up very easily. Just, you know, weird things going on in her body or whatever. She would wake up easily. So this whole snoozing for an hour thing did not work anymore for her because once she was awake, she was up. And I was setting my alarm for way earlier each morning than what she had to get up. And so it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a good thing. So she said, what do we need to do? And I said, gosh, I, I don't know. I have no idea. And so she suggested putting the alarm in the other room. And I said, I'll never hear it. I I can't even wake up with the phone right here next to me. How am I going to hear 
the phone in another room. And she said, well, if I can just get back to sleep quickly, then I can probably just just wake you up. I can nudge you and wake you up, try to go back to sleep really quickly, but at least then we're not having to toss and turn for an hour as I'm half awake and half asleep listening to your alarm. I said, hey, let's try it. So I said, great. So in January of 2015, we did it. We put the phone in the bathroom. I also put an iPad right beside my bed. So alarm number one goes off right beside my bed. It goes off two minutes before the phone in the bathroom goes off. Well, I set my alarm uh, speakers for pretty loud. So I know that once she starts nudging me, I've got about two minutes to lay there and feel sorry for myself or whatever I need to do before the alarm in the bathroom goes off. And it's really loud. I've got it playing on a, a, a song on my iPod that just starts off small and just gets higher and higher and higher and louder. And so I know that if I lay there, number one, my iPad's going to go off. That's going to wake her up. She's going to start nudging me. And then once she starts doing that, I'm, I'm toast, right? i, I got to get up. So I turn that off. I lay there for a second, you know, kind of gathering my thoughts. And then here goes the one in the bathroom. It starts going off. And that's the one that I know she's not going to tolerate any longer. And if I let it go for too long and it gets so loud, it gets really loud. Uh, if she does, if that happens, then I'm going to be in trouble because the kids are going to be awake and then everybody's up. The whole house is going to be up. So what it does is it forces me to get up, get out of bed each morning, go in there, turn off my phone, and now what? I'm up. And does it not, you know, does it feel great? No, not all the time. I've got a colleague that I work with. Uh, named Eddie, who just basically told me one time, he's told me a lot of great things, and it just stuck with me. He said, if I can just get to the sink, if I can just get to the sink, then everything's okay. Why? Because then I can put water on my face, I can get my eyes open. Um, You know, the whole water in the eyes thing helps me, but getting up is my biggest issue. It's just getting started. So once I'm up, I'm up. You may be the same way, so try that. Just say, hey, if I can just if I can just get out of this comfortable bed in the morning, things are probably going to be better. Don't snooze for an hour like I did. In fact, I got so accustomed to snoozing for for an hour for 14 years that I would set my alarm for an extra hour before I had to get up, knowing knowing myself well enough that I was going to snooze for an entire hour, and then it was going to be time to get up. But what happens? I wake up groggy. I wake up cranky. I wake up tired. That extra sleep, quote-unquote, is not really sleep. It's just disturbed annoyance is all it is. You're not really sleeping. Your brain tells you you are. Your brain tells you you're reaching up and hitting the, the phone, or sometimes I didn't even know that I was doing it. But just get up. It's a way better day to get your day going. So for those of you that know me, what do I do? I've got a Bluetooth earpiece. I went on uh, Amazon, and I started thinking, hey, there's these guys that sit around all the time with these like earpieces in their ear, and you know they're not on the phone or whatever they're just walking around with these earpieces in that looks you know that looks really silly to me there's a, a there's a name i could call that and i won't go into it but it looks really silly to me with them walking around and i was probably that guy for a little while i stay on the phone all day long and so i've always had a bluetooth headset with me and so i started you know trying to research what you know um what, what could i put in my ear Uh, during the mornings whenever I'm getting ready or during the day to listen to certain things. And so I saw this campaign on Kickstarter one time that showed these earplugs. They were were Bluetooth earplugs. And the point was 
you could put these Bluetooth earplugs in your ear. It's a really cool idea. Put these Bluetooth earplugs in your ear, and when your alarm goes off in the morning, supposedly you're the only one that hears it because these Bluetooth uh, earplugs are down in your ear and you slept you know, with them all night. So you get great sleep because you've got earplugs in, no sound going on. But then you also hear the alarm going off deep in your ear. It doesn't wake up your spouse or whoever else. You know, that, that wouldn't work for me at all just because um, I'm, I'm not going to hear it anyway. I'm just going to reach over and snooze my phone if, if that happens. I sleep like a rock. So I started looking, uh, uh, started looking for those, and what I found was those don't play anything except the preloaded sounds that are on the app. They've got some wake-up sounds, things like that. So if you want to do that, if you don't have any trouble getting up in the morning and you're waking up your spouse with an early alarm or whatever, go to kickstarter.com. I think it's called Hush or something like that. You can look it up, and uh, they were getting ready to launch that the last time I looked at it a couple of months ago. So maybe it's out now, maybe not. I think they were having some, some development problems or funding problems there, but a uh, really cool idea. So what I, what I did was I got on Amazon, and I actually typed in uh, um, earplug, Bluetooth, really didn't come up with a lot. But what I started noticing was it did come up with some tiny, uh, smaller-looking Bluetooth devices than what I had seen. So I thought, hey, if I can't get earplugs... Maybe I could get something that resembles a hearing aid, right? Sounds crazy, I know. Stick with me here. So hearing aid Bluetooth. So I went on there and I started actually typed in on Amazon, hearing aid Bluetooth, and basically found what looks like a hearing aid. So I I walk around all day now uh, in public listening to certain things. I travel uh, between client meetings. I travel to a lot of our offices during the day. We've got a lot of trips that we take in this business, whether it's pleasure or uh, management or just uh, regular business trips for the whole company. But I've got this Bluetooth or yeah, this Bluetooth hearing aid in my ear. And several people have asked me like, hey, what what happened to your, like, what is that? What happened to your ear? And usually I tell them, hey, you didn't hear, I I blew out my eardrum. And then I go on this like, you know, two minute story of how I blew out my eardrum. And then I just tell them, no, I'm actually listening to something right now and really don't know what you say if you talk to me. So my point here is not to tune out society. I'm not trying to escape society, but what it has allowed me to do when I wake up in the morning, I grab my phone, I grab my uh, Bluetooth hearing aid looking device, throw it in my ear, and from the time I walk out of the bathroom into our guest bathroom where I get ready so I don't disturb anybody, uh, disturb my wife that's in there sleeping, from the time I walk in there, I start brushing my teeth, I start washing my face, I start just getting ready for the day, I have knowledge being poured into my mind. So I listen to a ton of audiobooks, as you guys know, and make notes on those. I listen to a ton of podcasts, and, you know, I've gone through, there's so many podcasts out there, so many great podcasts, but I go through and listen to, um, you know, to get my spiritual uh, dump, brain dump for the day. I've got uh, the Village Church here in Dallas. There's also one called Outreach Church, uh, a guy named uh, Roy Giese, who I just happened to stumble upon one day, but the Village Church, Outreach Church, Timothy Keller, is another one that I that I listen to. He doesn't post very often, so I, I wish he would post more. Um, but those are those are my spiritual dumps. So I'll go through. You know, if you if you got the podcast app on your iPhone, you can just go through there and search for business podcasts, for spiritual podcasts, for just life podcasts, whatever it is that you're looking for. But I've got my spiritual dump. It tells me when new podcasts show up. So I'm listening to that, you know, brushing my teeth, listening to that. And as you guys know, I've said it in many recordings, I'll normally throw the podcast on one and a half or two times speed. And if that's a little bit, you know, 
If that's a little bit much for you to try to listen to it that fast, you certainly don't have to. But my encouragement, my challenge to you would be whatever you think you want to put it on. If it's one and a half times speed, if it's two times speed, listen to just some some recording, some sample recording, whatever. Listen to it at a notch above, right? So if you want to listen to it at two times speed like I do, listen to it at two and a half times speed or listen to it, uh, if you want to listen to one and a half times speed, listen to it at two times speed. And so what happened, and in fact, I'm, I'm wrong on that. Uh, with iTunes, it doesn't have two and a half times speed. That's on Audible, the audiobooks. So for iTunes, you may want to listen to it at two times speed. Do that for about a minute. Your brain will get uh, somewhat accustomed to listening to the words go by really fast. You just can't focus on them very well. But then when you notch it back down to one and a half times speed, it's amazing how your brain suddenly perceives that as slow. Um, I've listened to authors or narrators at two times speed that I'm going, hey, just their inflection of their voice, the way that they talk, I, I can't do it. I, I would love to listen at two times speed, but they talk maybe a little bit differently or a little bit fast, and I, I just can't pick up on it. So I have to notch it back down to one and a half. And when I do that, uh, it, it's funny that the brain perceives it almost as normal. And then, you know, the downside is when you finally listen to somebody at one time speed or like regular speed, you know, it sounds like they're like almost on a drunk, you know, just slurring a little bit. Um, so it's weird. Your brain's going to perceive it that way. So all that to say, I get up early. I'm up. I go to the uh, bathroom. I get my Bluetooth hearing aid. I get my phone. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to audiobooks. Uh, some of the other great podcasts out there that I listen to are uh, Lewis House, School of Greatness. Uh, my buddy Kyle Wick turned me on to that one. Lewis Howes, The School of Greatness, uh, ex-pro football player, now motivational speaker, author, uh, podcaster, does all those sort of things. And there's just there's several others. The Zig Ziglar podcast is another one. Uh, the Rory Vaden, R-O-R-Y, Vaden, Rory Vaden uh, podcast. Uh, another spiritual type of podcast out there is Catalyst uh, podcast. There, there's just so many out there. And you may try some that you just don't like. You may try some that, you know, you don't like a few of the episodes, but you keep it there saved on the podcast list. But every time a new podcast comes in, it will update you and say that you've got a new podcast. So it's almost like, you know, Christmas morning. I walk into the bathroom each morning, throw on the hot water, and I throw on or I open up the podcast app, and there they are, all the new podcasts that I haven't heard yet. Some of them I delete immediately just because it's something that I really don't, you know, really don't care that much about or I don't think it's going to influence me or impact me that much. But then the entire time I'm getting ready, what am I doing? I'm listening to something, whether it's that same podcast. You know, at two times speed, you can get through about, you know, several, you know, get through several podcasts, even if they're like an hour long. You can get through several podcasts from the time you wake up to the time you get to wherever you're going. But I will drive in, and my, my deal is as I'm getting ready, I'm probably listening to one thing, audiobook, podcast, whatever. As I start driving, I kick on something else just to get a different dose of something. And normally that's all I try to do is a couple each morning. You don't want, you know, you don't want too much. It'd be overkill. But just really focusing on those things and making bookmarks on the audiobooks. Um, right now, you know, really looking for more books that I can do recordings on. And it's good on, on Audible because you can make bookmarks on there. So all that to say, you've got to get to bed in time. Um, Brian Johnson, motivational speaker, would tell you that 98% of what happens in your AM is really a direct correspondence to what you do in the PM. I think most of us want to map out our AM and go, okay, I'm going to get a quiet time. I'm going to get a workout. I'm going to work on some, you know, 
just stuff before I dive into my emails. It's going to help just enrich me for the day. And what do we do? We plan out the a.m. as we're crawling into bed at some late time, looking at the alarm, knowing that we're not going to get a lot of sleep. And you guys know that about me as well. Uh, I was encouraged this past year to track my sleep at the beginning of the year and at one point in March on a 10-day rolling average. So I would encourage you if you start tracking your sleep, there's a, a sleep app called Sleep Timer. And it basically just tells me from the time I set it to the time I get up how long I've been in bed. And I was surprised to know that back in March that I was getting on a 10-day rolling average, I was only getting four hours and seven minutes of sleep. Uh, That doesn't work, guys. I would end up killing myself before too long. So I was encouraged by a business coach that I've got to get that up to five. It's still horrible at five. But gosh, imagine how much better you'll feel getting five than four. I'm like, yeah, okay, let's try that. And um, and so I got it up to five, and I'm still just feeling just, you know, beat down all the time. And so he said, okay, you got to get it up to five and a half. And so I did that, and now you got to get it up to six. And that's, you know, that's really where I'm struggling right now, just to be transparent. I'm struggling. I'm hanging out somewhere between the five and a half to six hours each night, and uh, and not good. So if you, uh, if you, are around me at any point or if you shoot me a message you know keep me accountable i've got to start getting more most researchers would tell you that to be at optimal performance you need to get seven at a minimum but if you can get eight hours a night you would be better there was a study that was done a while back on the stanford i can't remember if it was the basketball or football team but the Stanford, you know, some, somewhere in the athletics program, they started, uh, it was mandatory. Their athletes had to get 10 hours of sleep each night. They were doing this study. And it, it was just amazing. I wish I had more data on it. But it was amazing at how, how the percentages that their test scores went up, that their, um, their playing activity went up, you know, just the things that they were doing in their, in their, uh, in their games and and as athletes and things like that. So, you know, sleep is a huge thing. And I could go on, I could probably go on for an hour and a half about sleep. But I would tell you that uh, how you start your morning is going to be, you know, so important to how you start your day. But 98% of how you start your morning, if you're getting off on the right foot, really is determined by how your PM looks. So I ordered these, uh, these safety glasses on Amazon the other day. If you don't know me, you're going to think some of this is crazy, but I ordered some safety glasses on Amazon the other day, and uh, I had seen on this uh, Better Living you know, website or something like that that it said, hey, melatonin is produced in your brain. Melatonin is what tells us we're, we're tired, right? It does, you know, low light room, dark room, watching a movie at night, whatever. Um, it, it's, what, it's what makes us start feeling fatigued. It's your brain releasing chemicals of melatonin saying you're, you're tired, it's time to shut down. That's what gets us in these uh, circadian rhythms, they call them, where you're up, at, up in the morning and down at night, and that's just your natural uh, body, your body's natural response to wanting to go to sleep. So what I do now, it's kind of crazy, is uh, I put on these glasses, and they're black and orange. They kind of look like uh, Bono. One of, my, one of my buddies told me uh, Bono's glasses that you see him wear all the time. But uh, what they do is they start making my brain produce melatonin. I'll put those on, and it's just a really low, dim, lit house now, even if all the lights are on. And I'm telling you, within about 20 minutes of having those shades on at night, and walking around, doing things, getting ready for, you know, put the kids in bed or whatever. And they think it's funny, too. 
But I start feeling, I mean, it's almost like, you know, it's almost like the elevator. You push the button on the elevator and within no time you're going down and I just feel my levels just start dropping. And that's a good thing. That prepares you for getting ready for bed. So there's a lot of research out there right now that talks about, um, you know, not having a lot of lights on really bright in your house. If you have trouble uh, sleeping, you know, there's a lot of guys that just go to bed, whether they're anxious, stressed, whatever, and they will just lay there and they'll just look up at the ceiling the entire time and think about everything that they need to do. Guys, you've got to get rest. Take it from me. I am, uh, I'm here very early this morning, which may, you know, be shocking to some of you that I, you know, that I set my alarm for 2.58. But if you get to bed on time the night before, you're going to be fine. Um, and if you wake up in the morning without snoozing, if you wake up throwing in just some some positive, um, powerful stuff in, in your brain, which at one point I thought might be mumbo-jumbo, hocus-pocus stuff, just, hey, don't care about how you feel, just get up and go to work and do the things you need to do as an adult, uh, yeah, that, that only takes you so far before you crash and before you burn out. So I would encourage you, get up in the mornings, get some positive stuff going in your mind, but I hope you're hearing me clearly on this. Your mornings are only going to start well. Your mornings are only going to start on the right foot if what you do in the PM is, uh, is helping you get rest and helping you go to bed. So again, I throw on those glasses. It starts building my melatonin. I started actually taking melatonin a little bit this year, but I would highly, you know, I'd caution you on that because if you take melatonin too much, the, the artificial pills or the artificial way to build it, uh, your brain, like with anything else, you're, you're going to become addicted to it. People get addicted to sleeping pills. People get addicted to pain medication, all kinds of stuff. You will get addicted to melatonin if you take it all the time. So I try to take it, you know, as little as possible. Now that I've got the glasses, I really don't have to do that as much anymore. But uh, but it is interesting to take about, you know, six milligrams, six to eight milligrams of melatonin at night. I think five is kind of the average. I've noticed I need a little bit more. But within about an hour after taking that, um, you know, I feel, you know, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm more tired than normal. You know, I got to get to bed. And I think it helps me sleep better. Uh, I think the, the melatonin I bought has uh, L-theanine in it, which if you know anything about L-theanine, it, it basically is a uh, de-stressor. It helps your brain just, just relax. So I not only wanted to get to sleep faster or get to sleep at night, but I wanted to uh, I wanted to just have calm sleep and calm rest. Uh, I found that on nights that I was even getting quite a bit more sleep or forcing myself to go to bed, I would still wake up just really fatigued. And so I thought, hey, I'm probably not getting the most rested sleep at night. Your brain uh, continues to operate. In fact, studies show your brain actually operates uh, and and has more activity at night whenever you sleep than during the day when you're just you know kind of going about from task to task. Not sure why that is, but we need our brains to calm down at night. So I have no trouble sleeping. Uh, in fact, you know, I really don't necessarily need sleeping pills or melatonin or anything like that. What I have trouble doing is going to bed. Once I get to sleep, I sleep like a rock, uh, but I have, I have trouble waking up because of that because I'm just so, so fatigued and exhausted. So get your sleep. I would encourage you all to get seven hours of sleep each night. The time that you spend sitting up on your iPad or watching a movie or whatever it is you're doing, I promise you the, the uh, pain that you feel the next day or the lack of activity that you have the next day is not going to be worth sitting up and watching Jimmy Fallon or 
watching, you know, me, I get caught up in these YouTube videos. So I'll just go like YouTube, 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 just video after video after video. And before I know it, I've sat there for like 48 minutes on stupid YouTube videos that, yeah, they seemed entertaining. They seemed exciting in the moment. But what did they do? They zapped, number one, my ability to try to get more sleep. And when am I going to pay for it? Not then. I'm going to pay for it tomorrow. And whether you realize it or not, your peak levels of performance are going to drop. You may even feel okay during the day. Like, hey, I didn't get much sleep last night, but I actually feel pretty okay. How many times have you heard somebody say that? Um, But how much better would you have been if you got sleep? So, again, the older that I get, and some of this is just with experience, right? It's just that I've sat on the iPad so much at night. I've sat up watching TV so much at night. I've sat up just doing whatever at night that's, you know, quote-unquote entertaining. But believe me, you will burn out. You need sleep. You've got to get to bed. So the pain of the next day and what I feel is not worth me sitting up and finding some sort of an entertaining YouTube video or whatever. You're not going to be a great husband. You're not going to be a great father. You're not going to be a great worker, friend, whatever you want to call it. So all that to say, my encouragement here is on sleep, getting more sleep, building melatonin at night. Remember, 98% of what happens in the a.m., the next day, even if you've got a well-mapped out plan, is really going to be determined by what you do in the p.m. Make bad choices in the p.m., your plan in the morning is going to blow up. Uh, what I do now, I, you know, I, uh, I also grab uh, just my suit in the morning. I throw on gym clothes in the morning. I complain for a long time that, hey, I'd love to get a workout in the morning or I'd love to do, you know, whatever. Number one, I wasn't getting up on time because I was snoozing for so long. But number two, I always use this excuse that I couldn't take my suit to the office because of the pain of having to like change and where do I change and how you know how does all that work or if I go to the gym down the street in the morning then I've got to you know probably come back because I don't want to you know I don't want to shower there if it's just right down the street from my house but then I'd come back to the house get dressed get ready and then get to the office boy that sure would be a pain to have to do all of that so it was just excuses so what I do now we've got the opportunity we've got the luxury of having the um, gym facility here in our building it's not the most you know, it's not the greatest gym that I've ever been to by any means, but I'm really impressed by by how they put up a shower system and a gym, whatever. So I just started trying it one day. I thought, hey, I'll get in early. I'll take my suit with me. Now, don't forget to grab certain things like I did yesterday with socks. Uh, you don't want to forget your socks. And, um, you know, you don't want to forget certain things. But I just go through a checklist. You know, I start at my feet. I go, okay, shoes, socks, pants, belt, undershirt, shirt, collar stays, cufflinks, suit, jacket, tie. Okay, got it. And I've got all that and I walk out the door. So the guys that work with me know that, you know, they'll come in at 8.30 in the morning and I'll be in here just working away on things, not dressed yet. They're laughing like, hey, what are you doing? You're going to get dressed for the day. And I'm like, yeah, here in just a second, but I don't want to break away from what I'm doing right now. So I want to get the creative energy flowing in the morning. So I work out, which is what I'm about to go do right now as soon as I finish this recording. I eat a really healthy breakfast of oatmeal or eggs or just something that's going to fuel me up. And then I come up here, and the most important thing, guys, that I can tell you to do, and I've learned this you know, this year, is don't dive into your email until you've done something creative for the day. That was the advice that was given to me on a, uh, on a podcast that I listened to at some point. But don't dive into your email. You can go have a great start to the morning, have a good workout, have a good breakfast, whatever. But try not to dive into your email or anything that's going to possibly 
you know, really what I would just say, put the pressures of life on you early in the morning. Try not to do that until you've done something creative. So again, whether that's working out, whether that's a quiet time, uh, you know, your spiritual time, whether that is working on something that just motivates you. You know, for me, it's, um, you know, finishing a, a book, you know, sitting here in my office and just finishing a book and taking notes on it. Um, I, call me a nerd, whatever. That There was a time where I would have thought that was a pretty nerdy thing to do. But, but the, the aspect of knowledge and education just fascinates me as I get older. And, uh, and I want to just do more of it. So all of those things that I'm saying hopefully are going to help you to get to bed faster. They're going to help you to get more rest. They're going to help you to have a great AM. They're going to help you put more information in your brain as you're getting ready rather than just sitting there in silence brushing your teeth and letting the worries of the world start piling into your mind. That's what I would do. I'd be there brushing my teeth and just thinking, okay, what have I got to do today? And by the time I left the house, I was already so pessimistic and so just in a down mood about all the work that I had to do for the day that I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't even enjoy the mornings. Now, as of this morning, my alarm goes off at 2.58. I got the rest that I need. I slept well, and my eyes opened up. And I can't say that I just jumped right out of bed, right? I mean, I'm still groggy. I'm still tired. You, you kind of have, have to put a little energy into it until you, until you really get awake. But I woke up excited on a Saturday morning. I woke up excited at 2.58 in the freaking morning to go work out and do whatever else I'm about to do. And if I can get in early and get in, you know, get in a lot of work here or things that I need to get caught up on, number one, I'm less stressed out during the week because I'm, I'm caught up, I'm in control. Number two, I can get back home by about 7.30, 8 o'clock when the girls wake up. Sometimes I can beat them up. Sometimes, you know, on my drive home, Katie's texting saying, hey, the girls are up now. But I'm a present dad. I'm a present dad after putting in a few hours of work on a Saturday morning. And hear me out here. This is not like being a workaholic. I choose to do this. I don't have just so much work that it's like, oh, I'm a slave to my work and I have to go up there early on a Saturday. I choose to do this. I woke up really excited this morning. Get in a great workout. Get in some oatmeal here in just a second. Come in. Answer a few emails that I didn't get to yesterday that I intentionally put off because I knew I was coming in this morning. And, man, it is awesome. There's a book uh, by Hal Elrod. I want to do a recording on it. It's called Miracle Morning. And he goes through this series of actions that you can take in the morning. Some of it's spiritual, some of it's athletic, you know, getting exercise. Some of it is just reflecting on the day ahead and figuring out how you can get out of this funk of just, you know, stinking thinking as we call it for your for your day ahead. But make your mornings, uh, as John Wooden used to say, how can we make our, our how can we have masterpiece days? We're not going to get it right on every level, but how can we make today a masterpiece by the time that we get ready to go to bed. Well, I'm going to challenge you to make your morning a masterpiece. And there's uh, a guy named John in my office who I'm, I'm really proud of him, younger guy, but he just said, hey, I'm not getting to the office early enough each day. I'm walking in groggy, grabbing coffee, trying to get started, get going. And before I know it, it's later in the morning before I really feel like I'm getting going and I waste a lot of time. So I shared a couple of things with him about, you know, he wanted to get up early and I said, well, hey, we need to figure out an accountability system and how, you know, how can we do that? And so what he does is he texts me at 530 every morning. That's his time. He wants to get up and he's missed two days. John, John V, I'll call him not to mention his name here, but he's missed two days on, um, you know, probably about 
going on three months now, I would guess, give or take, and really proud of him. And I told him I wasn't going to respond to him, that I was just going to see his text come through. But I get so excited when he texts me at 530 that I'll just send back like three exclamation points or you know or whatever just to let him know that like, hey, I'm really excited for you getting up so early. Do that. Get an accountability partner. Do that with somebody. And if you don't have a place that you can change into at your office or you know something like that, uh, I would encourage you to find a local gym. I would encourage you to find just some way that you can go to the restroom. I mean, every office has a restroom, right? Go to your restroom and just change in the stall and try it for a couple of days. I know some of you may say, oh, what a hassle. Believe me, I, I did that for years, and then I finally started trying it, and it's awesome. So all of that to say... I want you guys to rock the morning. I want you to get great sleep at night. Melatonin is the key. You can produ- you can make it start happening on your own. Put on some dark shades or whatever. It's just you know safety glasses. They cost like seven bucks on Amazon that I bought. Uh, take melatonin if you need to, but be really careful. You don't want to get hooked on it. So I'll take it you know four nights a week as what I was doing. Now I really don't take it much at all because I've got these glasses. But if I need a good night's sleep, get melatonin, try to get some L-theanine in there uh, inside the melatonin. They make uh, some time-release melatonin as well with L-theanine. But I think you're going to sleep better, be less stressed, figure out a way to get up early in the morning with an alarm clock or the help of your spouse. If you're you know, a single guy, you may have to do it on your own. It's going to require some discipline to get up, get out of that bed, set multiple alarms if you have to, and then Figure out how to be creative in your morning before you ever dive into stressful emails or anything that you've got to do for the day that's not going to build your your positive energy. Get in a quiet time. Get in a workout. Whatever it is you feel like you need to do, whatever jazzes you up, gets you feeling like you're on top of a mountain and gets you energetic, those are the things that I want you to do in the mornings. But just know that you can even do those things in the mornings that would normally get you energetic. But if you haven't had a great PM, you're going to be pretty negative rolling through that. And then just just watch and see. Watch and see by the time 7, 7.30, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock rolls around. You will be on a completely different level when it comes to your energy, your positivity. You've already gotten a lot knocked out for the day while a lot of guys are still in bed. Your competition is still in bed, laying there, snoozing like I was for 14 years for a freaking hour. Are you kidding me? I didn't know what I didn't know, and I didn't realize that there were all of these basically success wins in a in a morning that can be had. So get the book Miracle Mornings by Hal Elrod. It's pretty neat. It's kind of like a workbook. I would encourage you not to get the audio book on that one. Uh, it's going to be a little hard to follow some of the exercises and stuff that he has in there. And um, my book, my book's coming out. My, I had it sent to my house because it was guaranteed delivery by December 24th. For, for anyone who's listening to this, if you want uh, one of the advanced copies, send me a text, send me an email, shoot me a, a note on this recording on SoundCloud, a comment down below. I think you have to register on SoundCloud to be able to do that. And download the SoundCloud app. If you're listening to these, it's a lot easier to have the app on your phone rather than just pulling up the, the website. It works better when you're turning your phone on and off for automatic play and all of that. But I will send my book out to you, and uh, it's a workbook as well. But get Hal Elrod's book. Go to bed at night. Hopefully all of this will stick, and uh, it has been a game changer for me, an absolute game changer. There's no way I would be here at this time right now on a Saturday morning. So excited talking to you guys, 
if I didn't make these changes in my life. You can do it. I promise you, you can do it. I was the guy that said forever, I just can't get up early in the mornings. I just have a slow start to the morning. Murmur and wah all the time, and I just didn't know what I didn't know about getting up and unlocking, you know, the secrets, as cliche as that may sound, unlocking the secrets of just a just incredible morning. So encourage you with that. Get to bed. Get rest. All these little things, you know, key things that uh, that you're going to do are going to make you feel better. And just watch how over the next week, two weeks, two months, you know, Darren Hardy in the Compound Effects talks about these little choices we make that over time, if we do them daily and we do them regularly, they will lead to great and massive success but it's not going to happen with just one morning guys put those strings of mornings those miracle mornings is how how elrod calls it put those string of mornings together and you're going to love the impact thanks so much have a great day have an even better p.m because of the decisions that you make which are going to lead to an awesome a.m the next day thanks